When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on this Friday, the 27th of January, 2023. Hope everybody enjoyed their day off yesterday for Australia Day. Sammy, great to have you back. Gee, uh... Haven't seen much of you lately. It's great like, to be back, Chris. Oh, driving be- around, getting injured. What yeah. happened? Uh, I d- don't know what happened actually, but it's uh, yeah. I had I had a uh, protruding disc in the C seven in my neck, and uh, I think uh, obviously I had a fall when I was thirty two, which finished my career, and I fractured my neck and my back, and it's probably just come back to haunt me a bit. And, yeah, it's a bugger getting old, Chris. Yeah, tell but me about it. it uh, Whatever you did in your younger years catches up with you in your <laughs> older years. Yeah, I'll tell you what, you feel it. But, uh, yeah, it uh, was very lucky, though. Very lucky, thanks to Dr. Norman Marr and, and uh, those at the Wesley Hospital. They looked after me a treat. and We're back on deck, so hopefully uh, that'll be the end of that. And, and did you do something to cause that, do you think, not, I mean, other not, than the fall? Not sure. Uh, just it it has progressively got worse over the last couple of weeks. And then, uh, yeah, and then it got to the point where I was walking around with my hand on my head, you uh-huh. know, which uh, uh, was, yeah, be, having it that way was uh, that C7 controls everything in your left arm and hand. And uh, it was relieving the pain a bit. But when my arm was down, it was, you know, squashing wow. it together. And, uh, yeah, it's a bizarre thing. Well, it's an amazing thing, isn't it, the body? But it's... It uh, is. It can can turn uh, pretty quickly, <laughs> so uh, I don't want to go through that again. But uh, I heard I heard you guys just start anyway. You and Cohen. Uh, Cohen and start. I was a great. We had a great time last week. Uh, we had a ball. Uh, Cohen did a great job. His racing knowledge came to the fore. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> I got stitched up plenty of times last week. And I'd say your, your neck's a bit sore and shoulders from carrying the SEN track. <laughs> yeah, it probably is too. That's a fair point. But no, Cohen did a great job uh, uh, last week. And feel free to jump in anytime you like, Cohen. We're well, a family here at SEN. We're a family right. here at the Punters, mate. That's right. <laughs> your mic's on, boy, so watch out. <laughs> All right. Uh, news this week. Now, this is not this week's news, but it was last week, and I wanted you. I wanted your opinion on this, Sammy. The possible changes to the Melbourne Spring Carnival major oh. races. I, I, I didn't think you'd be a fan. Oh my gosh! What a lot of rot! <laughs> what a lot of garbage! Uh, honestly, it not, hasn't know? happened yet. It's oh. just out there. And as if it is going to happen. What? Why would? You, why would you? Tell me why, what positive would come out of moving the Cox Plate? Yet you've had the last two Melbourne Cup winners come out of the Cox Plate. It's just rot. It's, I cannot believe it. You know, funny thing, Chris, mm. uh, just recently, obviously, uh, on my travels, I went through Port Ferry, caught up with a fella that had kept a scrapbook all his life of uh, my dad. And shout out to Wally Sheen in Port Ferry. And... Uh, 
you know, going through these articles and just, just this week I've been going through and reading through these articles, you know, it's amazing that, um, you know, racing was, was in the paper, you know, every day and obviously talking about good horses and, you know, what leads me to tell you this is, is like, this is what they come up with, moving the Cox Plate. Why? What? Is no it... one can No one can give a valid reason for it other than uh, free air, isn't it? Free space or something at, at, into November. It's, is it it's the not weather? broken. It's not broken. So why, why are we fixing it? I, I mean, it's just, and, and who are, the, who, who come up with this idea? Who, who came up with this idea? I don't know. Has like, anyone it, put their name to it? It is complete madness. It is complete is madness. Is it the weather? I don't know. Is, uh, do they want to go deeper into the spring, garbage. closer to the summer? Is it something to do with Sydney's calendar? Who knows? I don't know. Uh, you know what? It, it move the Cox Plates. It dead set. It, Peter Villandy's be sitting there rubbing his hands together, wouldn't he? It's, it's, I mean, it, it falls right into his hands. Like, I mean, gee whiz, what? I can't understand it for the life of me. I'm passionate about it. You are, which is good. We want we want passion. We love passion. Well, how else has your week been? Anything else exciting happening? Uh, not much. No? Not much. It was... Uh, trackside this week? A little, bit of, tra- little bit of trackside. Um, I tell you what, uh, uh, thank God for the greyhounds uh, on trackside this week because uh, my tips on Monday at the Gallops were... We only had a couple of meetings to deal with, Campbell Brown and I, and... Uh, Brown Dog, he, he uh, held the side up with the gallop uh, tips, but uh, I had a couple of greyhounds get the money on, on Mondays, which we we often do that when there's only a couple of gallop meetings on. We take a few of the the uh, dish liquor races, and uh, it was good fun. It was funny. Yeah, good day. So what? good to be back at work, Chris. Yes, I'm sure it is. It's good to have you back on the show. Uh, you want to ask me how my week was? Yeah, how's your week? Have a listen to this. The back to Yasmin, back second last in White River, a length and a half away. So April in Augusta by a neck here. Second big sky country, 4.50 left to run. Third, the outside has been wide though. Foss for bronze. Going four there is Pureza. The inside better be naughty. Right towards the outside, Russian sub. 300 metres left to run. It's April in Augusta here by length and a half now. Big sky country is second. The inside coming through, better be naughty. And Pureza's on the outside. It's April in Augusta with 100 metres left to go in front trying hard is better be naughty with Big Sky Country but it's April in Augusta too good to win by length and a quarter second better be naughty third to be Oh, how good. Your favourite jockey throws uh, April in Augusta over the line, you little beauty. Oh, man, we've been waiting a while for Fix that. Fix leagues, though. And Fix leagues. Yeah, I've got to say, if they hadn't have split that race, that three-year-old maiden, we wouldn't have got a run. So thanks to the Brisbane Racing Club for doing that. Otherwise, we would have got balloted out. We've had about six tries already without a win. But Larry racked them and stacked them, Sammy, and he just sprinted away in the straight. And uh, I must say, I didn't expect it. Yeah, it's a good result, though. It's good to get a winner, isn't it? It's yeah. the first oh. horse I've ever had. It's only a small share, but very exciting to get a win in town. It is very exciting. It is very exciting. I mean, to think that uh, uh, we thought it was a walk-up start when it went to, to Gatton that day. And, <laughs> and you know, here we are just, just a few weeks later. And, and you get getting one up in town. It's good. Yeah, and do you know. know what? They get a win on the board. They take so much confidence, oh, so. and then start. They just start racking up a picket fence. Larry said she was uh, strong through the line at twelve hundred. So I'm thinking, you know, miles feature miles group ones. <laughs> Stradbroke, <laughs> Stradbroke's fourteen hundred. Why not? You little beauty, Sammy. Have you ever seen uh, Nelson's chest this big on a Friday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good result. A lot of fun. Uh, today on the show, we're going to chat to uh, Robbie Fred. Of course, Robbie's just uh, come back from surgery or recuperating from surgery. 
heart issues. We'll find out exactly what uh, what happened there for Robbie. He's retired, obviously, from the saddle. Uh, we'll catch up with him very shortly. And we'll chat to, to Matty Hoisted uh, later in the show, Sammy. Matty and uh, Steve O'Day have got horses heading to Melbourne once again for the spring. Same three, I think. Scalapini, Shooting for Gold and Uncommon James all took off yesterday uh, from Brisbane Airport. I noticed that uh, on, on social media. I saw that uh, they were heading down to Melbourne. And why wouldn't they after how, how strong they were um, throughout the spring? And, and uh, yeah, I, I think... Um, They'll be well placed in in those races uh, for sure. I mean, it's um, you know I, I we've said it a few times before how how good the Queensland horses were um, last spring carnival uh, with the presence in Melbourne and and uh, yeah if they they'll continue on through the autumn so it's good to see. Well, good Uncommon see James, a few going down. He's very exciting. Uncommon James, of course, he won that race at Caulfield, looked very impressive, and then went a miss. Uh, he'll head towards the uh, the Oakley Plate. So he'll go around in the uh, Rubiton on February the 11th and then heads off to the Oakley Plate, which he there'll be a pretty good chance. Yeah, Oakley Plate. Which will be at Sandown. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, yeah. did I read that it's going to be run at Sandown? And that they've got the winning post at a different position. I, I believe think, so. In the, in the, There's uh, a lot of punters out there who like to shift the winning post well, <laughs> over the years. How good was it watching the, the races at Sandown it was good. yesterday? And Love that track. Why, why, would they, why on earth would they want to get rid of Sandown? Why mm. on earth? And good to see a good crowd there, and and uh, they were good racing, good good races. They were good races. A couple of blue diamond pros. Did you watch them closely? Uh, I did. I watched the uh, the second two year old. I I, I um, found that interesting. That horse coming from back in the field um, for uh, Blake Shin. Um, was, I think it came from second last and weaved its way up through the field. And, it looked uh, it was soft enough on the line. Actually, it pricked its ears when it got there by itself. But, Did we um, see the blue diamond winner yesterday? Do you not think? sure about that. Not okay. not sure about that. Uh, not sure. What, have we got two weeks to the diamond? Yeah. Uh, well, it's it, longer. It must be. No, four. it's longer. Yeah. yeah. Yep, so another set of preludes, I suppose, and then yep. then we head to the diamond. But uh, and we see King's Gambit go around in Sydney tomorrow. Who's the current favourite for the uh, Golden Slipper? Yeah. It was very impressive winning on debut. Which I think was at Caulfield, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, – that's a very impressive horse, that one, and we'll see how uh, he goes tomorrow. Now, racing over the weekend in Queensland, of course, we race at uh, – we've raced at Rockhampton today. We race tomorrow at the Sunshine Coast, Sammy. It's Sunshine Coast Cup Day. Be a Boom. good crowd on track. Uh, plenty of people enjoying the good weather. Hopefully the storms stay away tonight. There are some storms forecast, so uh, – I'll be filthy if I wake up in the morning and the tracks are bloody soft seven or a heavy eight. It can handle, a, can handle a bit of rain, though, can't it? Can, it? At, yeah. at the uh, sunny coast. It can, but... Geez, Murray it can... does a great job with that track, and it's... And it, uh, he does. It's... it's um, it's a, it really is a fantastic track. And would you coast. meet a better bloke than Murray Weeding? No, he's a f- top Absolute fella. champion. Top fella. Uh, sunny coast tomorrow is the feature meeting. We have uh, a meeting at the Sunshine, at the Gold Coast, on the Poly Track. Yeah. Yeah, on the Poly Track. So the first meeting on the Poly Track uh, since the renovations have started on the main track. And these next eight months will be mixed between the Poly Track and Bow Desert on the grass. But I think more meetings on the Poly than Bow Desert. So I know the next three weeks are all the poly. We're racing at Bundaberg. That's a tab meeting. You've been there? Bundy. Never been to Bundaberg. Not but uh, look forward to, to heading up that way. Uh, we got the soon. van. You'll pretty be going soon, up. actually. Just wanting up next week. Oh, I can't do the show next week. I'm on the way to Bundy in the van. We want to head to uh, – <laughs> we want to get to to Agnes Water. We want to yeah, head up there and a have, a, spot, look, have a look around there, So, yep. um, which is obviously just, uh, just past Bundy, isn't it? I think, I think so. 
Yeah, it's that only 1770 an hour, area, it's right? less than an hour. Uh, it's only about 30 minutes past Bundy. Beauty. Mate, great spot. Yeah. Absolute great spot. Great fishing, great full driving. Not too many Gold Coast blow-ins up that way. So <laughs> I, was wondering, uh, I like I it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Innisfail, we race at uh, tomorrow as well. And Sunday, of course, no meeting at the Sunshine Coast Sunday because they race tomorrow, is at Townsville. So Sunday racing at Townsville. Then we're off to Warwick on Tuesday. We'll do it on Wednesday, and it all begins once again. All righty. We're going to talk to Robbie Frad in just a moment. Uh, anything else you want to add before we do, Sammy? I don't think so. No. I'm really looking forward to catching up with Robbie and uh, obviously a world-class jockey and yeah. has been uh, – well, he's been here in Queensland for a good while, but, uh, gee, he's um, – where he is ridden around the world and, and, you know, he's been at the top of his game for a long time, Robbie. Uh, he's, he's a dead set credit uh, how well he's done. He's a superstar. He is. He is. And we'll find out what he's going to do going forward. Strike gold with the Golden Greys Summer Carnival. The Gold Greys Summer Carnival con- concludes on February the 2nd with the Group 1 Gold Bullion at Albion Park. Queensland is racing. Now, Sammy, I've been looking forward to chatting to Robbie Fred for quite a few weeks now. Uh, we all know he's had some issues and he's had a, a five-hour triple high par, a heart bypass operation a few weeks ago. Uh, firstly, we want to find out from Robbie how he's going health-wise. H- how are you, Robbie? No, I'm very well in yourself, Chris. No, all going well yeah? at the moment. Recovering and um, I'm getting there, but um, yeah, I'm feeling a lot, lot better. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, a friend of mine had a... Um, had a, a bit of a, a heart scare a while ago, and he he went in and had um, oh he had some arteries unblocked etc. And he was telling me the other day how he had some aches and pains and that, and they've all gone away since he had that done. So it must all be related. Is that does that sound about right? Yes, hundred um, percent. You know, like um, my specialist um, explained to me when he pulled out the model of the heart, he was just explaining to me which arteries are blocked. Um, and he said, you've probably had a mild heart attack somewhere, you know, in the past. I mean, what are you talking about? He says, yeah, he says, a heart attack's not about holding your chest and falling on the ground. He says, some people have mild ones. It could uh, feel like reflux or a little bit of pain somewhere, you know, and um, and that's it. So I said, Jesus, okay. I said, well, uh, my body's got a lot of aches and pains. So I couldn't pinpoint it uh, to what it was. So, um, but anyway, end of the day, they caught it early, which was, which was a blessing, yeah. And so, how long uh, how long are you expected to, to have off, and, and will you be back, Robbie? No, Sammy. Um, unfortunately, um, with the condition, because um, you got all these staplers down the front, you got a clamp at the top somewhere there, and um, um, unfortunately for our business, you know what it's like. Our profession, it's, yep. it's pretty much hectic, and um, there's nothing worse than trying to getting whacked in the chest or getting caught in the barriers, uh, getting your chest whacked, and you got all these staplers in there, and I just said, look, I can't take a chance, and um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it to my other fellow riders, um, just in case something happens. Um, so yeah, I've, I've had to unfortunately, um, you know, pull the pin and on my career, which I didn't want to do. I didn't want to go out this way, but um, no. you know, it's a, it's a health issue, and um, um, health's more important than anything else. Well, what were your um, symptoms? At the moment, so, what, yeah. what were your symptoms, Robbie? I was just feeling a little bit tired, and. Um, Kind of my first ride, yeah, I was a bit short of breath pulling up, but I thought, ah, that's just normal. 
um, blow the cobwebs out after the first ride, and and I was I was a lot better afterwards. But then when I went for a stress test, um, they put you on the treadmill and they um, kind of check your height while you're on the treadmill, and I was kind of like struggling a bit, and I said that's not like me. My mum, I'm pretty fit, and um, and then then she picked it up. The top part of the height she wasn't happy with. This was on a Tuesday, and then Thursday uh, she sent me for an angiogram. And the guy said, look, if you need a stent, we'll just put it in while you're here. I said, yeah, no, all good. And I kind of fell asleep while they did it. I was I was tired <laughs> for some reason. And, um, you know, I kind of woke up and um, I thought, oh, well, there's no stent. That must be must be good, um, good result. And she said, oh, not really, but I'll, I'll let the specialist come and chat to you. And then he told me, you need a bop, you need triple or double bypass. I went, excuse me, can you, can you repeat that? I kind of missed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and that, and then I was in um, pretty much a week later. I was I was in having me off. Um, yeah. So it took five hours. The first hour I was trying to find the heart because I, I didn't think I had one. But <laughs> the rest of it, <laughs> the rest of the rest of it went well. So yeah. Well, that's uh, very sorry to hear that. As you say, it's not the way you want to go out, but. Uh, what a fantastic career you've had, Robbie, and uh, you've been an outstanding jockey all the way around the world. And this is something that that I'd be interested to know is, you know, where was your your favourite places? You, as I say, you're well travelled. Where is one, you know, a couple of the favourite places where you've been riding around the world and you've had success everywhere you've been, which is a, a dead set credit to you. Yeah, Sammy, it's been I've been very fortunate. Um, I consider myself very lucky and very blessed. That I've I've got to ride in a lot of different countries and and sit on some very very nice horses. Um, look, Hong Kong will always be a special place for me. Um, I spent a lot of time there. I really really enjoyed it. Um, uh, won some nice races there. Had some good success. Met a lot of good people. Um, and that's one thing about this industry. You know, it, it gives you the opportunity to travel around the world and see different places and different riding styles, different patterns of racing, tempos, um, and all that. You know. And um, I think I've always said to the youngsters, I said, it just get, gets you so much experience um, to go to different places and ride. Um, and you, you come back a better rider, actually, um, because you've got to be sharp. You've got to be, you know, on the ball. Um, so I've been very, very fortunate. And um, look, um, Japan was, was a good time for me. I mean, I didn't spend a lot of time there. I only went over about three times, but I had a little bit of success there. So I was quite happy. Um, yeah, and um, obviously Australia is now my home, so um, yeah, I've, I've been very, very, very fortunate, and um, everybody here has been so good to me as well. Um, I couldn't couldn't thank him enough for that. Now, speaking of Japan, it was way back in uh, in two thousand, Robbie, when you rode uh, you rode Fairy King Prawn to win the Yasuda Kinen. I hope I got the pronunciation right. Let's have a That's listen to correct, it. Yeah. Let's yeah. have a listen to yeah. it. Let's take you back. Still the front runner, Adrian Rudens by half a length. Now coming on Daiwa Cardi and it's never missed a place over the course and trip. It looms up to the leaders. Minor Max deeper and they're all scouting wide. Hooking to the outside, King Halo trying to run on. Ding has got through the field and coming on. Barry King Frauds caught up in traffic. He took to the outside but he's eight lengths off the leader. Inside the 350 metre mark, they're stretched across the track. Dinger went up to King Halo. Barry King Frauds starting the rattle. I think he's going to win it. 
Ferry King Ford sweeps up to the lead. Stinger's going with him. King Halo's coming back. Dick Tack running on. Hong Kong, cheer your champion. Ferry King Ford blows them away in the Yasuda Kinnon. Dick Tack second, King Halo third. Does it feel like it was 23 years ago? <laughs> Actually, no, it doesn't. Um, there, was, there, was, there was just a brilliant... What a great race quality is, David Raphael. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Amazing, yeah. Funny enough, you know, about half an hour ago, I was on the phone to him. <laughs> speaking of that, yeah. He, he should um, make a comeback. David, and uh, I think he should. You know, he, he was just one of those commentators where, um, oh, he just he just draws the crowds. He, he, he just, he's amazing, you know. And um, I had the, the, I was very uh, fortunate to um, be in Hong Kong when he was there. So, with some great calls. And, um, yeah, it was a very exciting day. And, Funny enough, that you were, I think he was the first horse ever to leave Hong Kong to race internationally. I was very King Paul, yeah. Right? No, no other Hong Kong horse. Yeah, no other Hong Kong horse had gone overseas to race. And um, Arvin Allen just took the chance and said, let's go, you know. And that's one thing about Arvin. He's very bold, you know, in, in what he did and very talented trainer, yeah. Tell us about Ivan Allen. Uh, you know, many people would not know that. Uh, well, he was he's one of the best trainers in the world, and and uh, so shrewd, wasn't he? He was uh, he was the master. Yeah, you know, Sammy, he was. You know, um, he, he was so um, smart that you know you, you kind of would scratch your head with a, with a few you know kind of ideas that he had, and you'd go, "Wow, I don't think that'll work," but <laughs> it did work. And he was that type of guy. I think he was a an attorney or a lawyer or something um, before. Yeah. Well, there were there was his qualifications and um, very very smart man. You know, he wasn't shy and uh, to do anything uh, different. Um, and um, yeah, he was a good man. Very and he, good. And he was a big Talent punter trainer. too, wasn't he, Ravi? Yeah, I think he loved the punt. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously he was in Malaysia and Singapore and before Hong Kong, and um, yeah, he loved the punt, but. Very shrewd punter, very smart man. Yeah. Um, but he was the boss, and um, what he said goes, you know. You didn't really kind of question him. Um, you kind of left it all up to him, and, and that's the way it was with him. It was either his way or the highway. <laughs> simple as that. What was yeah. that? Was that, that your first? That. Was that your first group one? Uh, I think, no, I think it was. Um, yeah, I think I rode a couple in Hong Kong before him. Yep. Um, and in South Africa, uh, before we went to Hong Kong, I wrote a couple there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was looking um, back through your Hong Kong form or the Hong Kong winners. There was a good, there was one that just stands out. Electronic Unicorn was a good horse to you, wasn't he? Very good horse to me. Um, I went from Fairy King Prawn to him. Wow. So it was it was um, very similar racing patterns, very similar turn of foot, uh, strong the last four hundred. Um, and uh, it was very hard to match match them. Um, the last 500, they were very very quick. Um, just just one of those horses. Both horses get you so excited uh, when you turn for home because you know what you've got underneath them, underneath you. And um, as you just peel them out, you could just feel them just pick up underneath you. So it was amazing. And yeah, I was very fortunate to to get on those those two two good horses in Hong Kong. Which a bit of pressure, but um, you know it comes with the territory. And um, yeah. Pretty much um, was able to handle it pretty well. <laughs> Some frustrating races a couple of times, but um, that's par for the course, isn't it? Yep. Ravi, you were born in South Africa, uh, but it's been a long time, obviously, since you've been been there. Do you, do you ever go back there, or do you follow the racing over there? Sammy, I, I I didn't I don't follow the racing much. Sometimes the big ones I do, the big the big meetings and the big races. I haven't been back to be honest. Um, 
maybe one day I'll take a trip and um, take my little boy and just show him where I grew up. Well, well, actually not where I grew up because it would be too dangerous at the moment. <laughs> where yeah. I grew up, yeah. it's changed. But, um, you know, it would be nice to go back and, and just see a few of my friends that are still there. And, um, yeah, it, 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 it's been, Savik has been very good to me. Um, it was where I obviously started my career. I think my first race ride was 1983. Uh, yeah. Long time ago, and 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 you know that I think um, the the that academy they have for for their jockeys in in South Africa it's it's so effective how they do things over there, isn't it? And and we've seen obviously so many champion jockeys come from South Africa, and and I think you know it goes back to those early days of the apprenticeship and that academy that they run. Uh, it is it's such a good system. It's it, it's a it is a great system, uh, Sam, because it basically focuses on you as a rider. That's where they build you up to be a jockey, um, to be professional, to um, have respect for for your elder jockeys, your senior riders, or your senior officials. Um, and that's you know it's everything. When you start off, it you've got to call everybody sir or Mister So and So or this, um, and that's how they teach you. And it's it's pretty hard. It's like probably going to the military a little bit. Yeah. But just a five-year course, not two years. <laughs> um, but after your third year there, it becomes a bit easier because now you're the senior apprentice and, um, you know, it, it, they leave you alone. Whereas the first two years is very, very difficult. Um, a lot of, a lot of um, hard work, um, kind of discipline. Um, if, you quite not, if you're not happy about certain things, they say, no problem, there's a door. You know, you're welcome to leave any time you want but this is how it's going to be. And um, I think my first, when I went in there, there were 21 of us that were accepted that year. And after six months, there were five of us left. Wow. Um, the rest just couldn't cop it or the rest weren't going to make it. And that's how it ended up, yeah. Robbie, so, who, who is and, the who's the best jockey you've seen or the best jockey you've rode against, you think? Oh, geez, there's been a good few riders um, over my time that I've, that I've ridden against. Um, phew, there would be there'd be too many. I think there's this. Um, oof, yeah, that would be hard. Damien Oliver would be one. Um, unfortunately, I haven't had the opportunity to ride against Zach. I've ridden against Joe. He's a very outstanding jockey. Um, a lot of the French and European riders, Mick Canane, um, great rider. Um, you know, Kieran Fallon. Oof, yeah, there's been a few of them. French jockey Gerald Mosse, very good friend of mine. You, you, um, you're missing one there, Robbie, and you're going to get into a bit of trouble. You didn't mention Jeff Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, no, no, of course, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Sorry, yeah, no, Jeff, of course. No, Jeff, Jeff. <laughs> no, no Jeff, Jeff's been a champion since day one. Yeah. Um, he, he he was an apprentice running group winners uh, for his boss, and um, but Jeff is just he's just one of those natural jockeys that um, very smart. Um, uh, just, just a natural, natural jockey. I remember. Uh, I, I, I was born to do it. I remember riding in uh, Mauritius, and uh, Jeff was there riding for Philip Henry, and yes, that yes. just dead set <laughs> controlled the joint. Like I was like, and I remember yes. saying to Gary Skinner, we were the only two Australians there, and I remember going, "How can you beat this bike? You cannot beat this bike. He's just way too good." You know, like amazing. <laughs> well, you know what. Um, he did. I think he's. I'm not sure how many 
premierships he won there. He won quite a few, but um, he did. Ex- he, he's won premierships everywhere he's gone, basically, Jeffrey. You know. Yeah. And um, the thing is, he um, he rode for a very good trainer, Philip Henry. Yeah. Um, who, who kind of yeah, basically was a top guy there all the time. But yeah, Mauritius. There's another place. Sorry, I actually slipped my mind. Loved riding there. Bit of a headache, but <laughs> the track looks a bit tight. Uh, oh, it's Sab. You will know. You yeah. will know about Mauritius. <laughs> yeah, bit of a headache. You go there. You can't. You, after races, you need to take a Panadol because <laughs> you, you develop a migraine because of the. Oh, you know the the bed inside. What about the what about oh. the Thursday morning when they're meeting you down the street? You get out of the car and there's about five there. Go tipsy, tipsy. I want to, you know. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. What can we play this week? And I'm like, are you serious? Are you fair, Nick? Like, no, it's, 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 they you know, follow you. They follow you into dinner. the supermarket. <laughs> I was in the supermarket. It took them about after going down four aisles to come up to me and ask me, "Am I so and so? Can I take a photo?" I said it took you four hours. I said, you could have come earlier, you know. And then, I mean, I remember my first season there, my first ride, it got on country down to the start, they're shouting for me to go home. Go home. I said, mate, I've just got you. I said, I've just got you. Give me a break. You know what it's like, Sam. Go home. <laughs> That's that all is, I love saying that. That is gold. Yeah. Robbie, uh, we're going to go yeah, for a another break. Another one is Volier. Volier. I said, I said to my, my boss, what's Volier? She's Steve. I see they haven't even written yet. They're calling me a thief. <laughs> Robbie, we've got, to go for a, we've got to go for a break. Would you hold on? We'll grab you after the break and keep going, if that's okay. Yeah, sure, no problem. That'd be great. One moment. You're on The Punters, mate, with Chris Nelson, Sam Hyland, and Robbie Fred. We'll be back with Robbie just after this break. I'm rocking the suburbs. This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. Thanks for joining us on The Punters, Mate, on this Friday, the 27th of January, 2023. Sammy, this is a this is uh, just delight talking to Robbie Fred. Robbie, stay with us. Robbie, you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Was, was still that your, fa- your favourite place to ride, Mauritius, the most fun? It, it probably, it, yes, the most fun, the biggest headache, but... Um, <laughs> You know, you know what Sam's like. I mean, Sammy, you know what it's like. We get these; they give you these little cars to drive. I mean, my car. I had to put the aircon off when I went up the hill. It was that small. <laughs> Otherwise, it was never going to get up. You know, because they know that they, they drive so badly in that place, and they just, you know, you're going to come back missing a, re, a, a side mirror or something. Ah, uh, that's for sure. It's, you it's, know, because of the roads are exactly. tiny and the, and you and you drive yeah. from either Grand Bay to to Port Louis, or I lit the first year I lived in Grand Bay, and then the second year I lived in Black River, and I reckon I nearly Black killed River, myself yeah. on that road uh, going out to Black River. But the, Chris, the, this is this is how Mauritius works, right? With the craziness of it all, and as Robbie alludes to, the, the headache of it all. You know, you want to go fishing, or you want to go water skiing, or you want to go and you know. 
you don't pay for anything, right? You, so it's all an exchange of tips, you know. But <laughs> but then if your tips are no good, right? If you're not giving them the right bow, they drive you insane, right? Then, so then it's just like, uh, and 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 the fact that. You would tell your trainer on the Wednesday, this is ready to go, this is ready to win. And then if they didn't get the odds, they'd be telling you on the on the Friday morning, pull it up. Right? And then you go, hang on a minute, I've just, just dipped, in, I've just dipped <laughs> into five blokes. Now you're telling me to pull it up. They'll be chasing you all through the supermarket. My bloke, my bloke used to say that they pinched the price. We have to burn them. <laughs> what are you talking about burning? <laughs> you just sort of go, mate. It's not. They're not cars. It's not that easy. I like, said exactly. I, I, I just told you. I just told you it's ready to win, and now you're telling me to stop it. Like, <laughs> I said, what do you mean they pinched the price? I didn't say it. I've kept quiet, and um, I said, well, you need to burn them. I said, oh, jeez, are you serious? Yes, yes, yes. You got four corners here. Four corners. Three small track up the hill. You push. You go four, four wide. You go one. I said, I said, I said, I said you're off your head, man. But anyway, that's the way it is. They say you know what it's like. Uh, was it a bit point, scary? I'm on the beach and I'm walking down the beach yeah. and I'm looking for an umbrella and you know one of those fold-up little chairs and so the one lady comes running. I said, well, how much for the umbrella and the, the chairs, whatever? She's three thousand rupees. I said, jeez. I said, you remind me of my ex-missus. I said, what is that? That's a lot of money for just a, you know. But then I walked further down and I got it for 500. I said, there you go. Perfect. (laughs) Was it a scary place at any time, Mauritius? Do you ever think, oh, gee, I might be in a bit of trouble here? No, not really. Um, No, I I didn't feel in um, in danger at all. Except when you're driving, you just don't want to knock one of the local people over because there'll be a whole horde of them there around your car. So just keep driving to the cop station. That's the best thing. Uh, I remember I was driving. It was a narrow road, and there was a bloke on a motorbike. But he had all the sugar cane over the back. So it was kind of like he took up quite a lot of space, and I might have just nudged the sugar cane. And the next minute, off he went and he, straight into the sugar cane field. So I just kept going. I said, I, I can't stop now. You'll be all right. <laughs> I knocked him into the sugarcane field. I felt bad, though. <laughs> oh, dear. Now, in 2014, you made the trip to Australia. You decided to uh, settle on the Gold Coast. What was the reason for that? Um, I, I think it was a, maybe a year before I came on holiday. Yep. Um, and my wife's got relatives here, so we kind of – I had a look around, and I went, gee, this is a beautiful place, you know? I mean – you know, at the time, Sydney and Melbourne, yeah, it was it was the great racing there. But, um, you know, I just had enough of the competition. I just wanted to enjoy myself and ride winners and have a more relaxing environment. And when I had a look around, I said, yeah, and I'll probably come here. And um, that's where we settled and um, enjoyed every, every, every minute of it. And, of course, um, it's been, everybody's been good to me, uh, you know, Chris and, and Sam, you know, when I came here. Pretty hard, you know. Sometimes, you know, people don't accept you, but Queensland they did, and that's what I loved about it, about the place, you know. Um, and then obviously I did my part and worked and try to build myself up a bit and get as do the best I can. Not easy at my age when I come over here. <laughs> I was I was came as, as a late bloomer. And, so and, and it's been uh, it's been eventful. You've written some obviously some some great winners. You've always been at the top of your game uh, up here in Queensland, and and had uh, good stables to ride for. I remember just winding the clock back uh, not so long ago. I remember Robbie Heathcote getting a bit 
uh, <laughs> excited at the sunny coast one day with you, Robbie, and uh, you 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 had that relationship with Rob, and, and uh, we love Rob for his passion, but he could he could get wound up a bit, couldn't he? Rob does. Um, you know, obviously, Rob he's, he's he's passionate about his racing, and he likes to see his horses do well, and and if you make a mistake and you know, Rob will get will get after you and he'll get up you a bit, but um, that's just the way he is. Um, I was very fortunate; I had a good time with Rob. Got on some very very nice horses for him, and we had quite, we had a lot of success. Um, another supporter of mine was Tony. I rode for him for a year. Gave me a lot of you know winners and um, rode some very very nice horses for him. You know, and even the small guys, you know, um, that are that are ridden for here that supported me. Um, I can't thank him enough, each and every one of them, which when I get around to driving, I can't at the moment, um, although I, <laughs> I would go slow. I told the doctor, look, I'll drive about eight days an hour. Is that okay? He said, <laughs> I, I've survived he said, I'm worried about you. It's the other. I said, I'm, exactly. I've, ridden, I've driven in places that, um, well, as long as the hooter and the brake works, doesn't matter what the rest of the car does. The hooter and the brakes have got to work. I said, so... Um, Anyway, um, I will get up there and just thank everybody, you know, so yeah. once um, um, I can get around, which I am at the moment. I'm walking everywhere, so I feel like Forrest Gump at the moment, really, <laughs> to be honest. Now, you also you also did a lot of riding for uh, Team Edmonds, and, of course, it was 2020 when you landed your uh, you landed your Australian Group 1 in the Stradbroke, and I can't tell you, Robbie, you were my favourite jockey this day. Let's have a listen to this. Let's have a listen <laughs> to the Stradbroke. We'll have a listen first, and you can tell us all about it. Okay. Fine side and also just in behind those is high-tailed in company there with Outback Barbie. But Dawn Passage has reached the lead. Down the outside is Madame Ruse running a real cheeky race. Likewise, Chief Ironside. Rainier is over on the inside. Graf runs home as well. And Tyzone is down the outside with trekking. Madame Ruse has got the lead. There's a wall chasing. Nikonova's coming through. Tyzone the outside. Madame Ruse, Tyzone, Nikonova, Vega one late as well. Tyzone! I reckon Tyzone, the Tolga Tornado, has got up and won the straight break in photos. Nick and over, Madame Rouge and Vega one all up there as well. Followed by Renier. What a result, Robbie. That was a ripper, that one. It was, you know, and funny enough, when I started riding here and the first carnival that came along and I saw this race and I went, well, that's Queensland's flagship race. Mm. I said, I want to try and I'll be, I'll make it a mission to try if I can win this kind of race because that's what I, 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 I love doing. I love, um, the small races I enjoy winning, but it's the group races that bring out the biggest thrills and um and I said I've got to try and win this race and unfortunately it was during COVID so um I don't think you had the top fields that you would normally get because I think the travel restrictions were a little bit um tight at the time but um anyway I ended up winning it so my name's there it's still a group one yep um so that was a big highlight from for for my career here in Australia and and unfortunately, it was only three hundred fifty thousand, not one and a half million. I was very really <laughs> I was devastated. Went up the next year. I was <laughs> myself. There were two people devastated: myself and the tax man. Yeah, yeah. and probably yeah. the third, yeah, the Edmonds boys. Yes, yes, yes. Well, they were devastated as well because. It, <laughs> but um, end of the day, I still won it. So um, I beat Jason. Jason, he said, "Oh, did you have to?" I said, "Listen, give the old man a chance. You know, <laughs> give the old man a chance, please." <laughs> Now, we know you're, you're recovering at the moment, but uh, what plans have you got going forward? What would you like to do, or have you got any ideas? Chris, no, um, I have a few ideas. I just haven't really given it um, a lot of thought. I will um, once I can drive, because there's a few people I want to go and see. 
and and speak to them. But um, you know, up until that, I just want to get over this this just recovery part and and um, you know, and then I'll I'll I'll, I'll see what I want to do. Um, I don't want to rush into it um, because it's got to be something that I'm really going to enjoy. Um, and um, I'll take it from there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, Robbie, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. We really, we really appreciate it. It's been an absolute, excuse me, losing my voice, absolute ball talking to you. You're a funny guy. As far as I'm concerned, if I was your manager, I'd be steering you towards a media career because I can see you in the media doing a great job. <clears throat> I, I, I would, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I hope I'm not camera shy, but... Um... <laughs> Well, you do radio like us. I've got to be careful what I say on it because I might just slip up. It's okay. Radio's got the seven-second delay and it doesn't matter what you look like. (laughs) (laughs) And that's another thing. It's going to take a lot of makeup to make me look good on television. (laughs) Well well, well done on on a fantastic career, Robbie. Yep. Yeah, well done. You've, thanks, you've been Sam, terrific. Thank you, Chris. I really appreciate that. No, we appreciate you coming on for a chat today. All the best, and, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again shortly. Definitely. Thanks, guys, so much. Thanks, really. Robbie. I hope um, this year is a great year for everybody involved. Thank yeah, you so and much. And you. Thanks, Robbie. Robbie, thanks. Robbie Frad joining us there, Sammy. That's great. That was a great chat. Yeah, terrific. Uh, so good. I, I was unaware that uh, he was unable to come back riding, and he's uh, yeah, he's one of my favourite jockeys up here in <laughs> Queensland, and uh, but as I say, I, I you know, as from a kid, I, I followed Robbie Frad, uh, just knowing, you know, he was a gun South African jockey and, and then obviously gone right around the world and so much success in Hong yep. Kong. That's the first time we've ever carried an interview over through the break. So that tells you how good that interview was and how much we enjoyed it. So well done to Robbie Frad. We wish him all the best. Now, Sammy, you've had a bit of time uh, off for various reasons, so you should be all over the form. I know you've been on trackside, you did say, a few times during the week, uh, but mainly your greyhound tips have been coming to the fore, which <laughs> well, is not a good Monday. sign. That was Monday. But, well, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, I, I've been having a bit of luck with the gallop, so that's that's all good. Um, uh, yeah, I think this Sunny Coast Cup is, um, is an interesting race, and i tell you what I'm going to put out there. I've backed this horse a few times. Cholo? No, I'm going to back it again in this race. Derulo? Number three, last chance. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, last yep. chance. It doesn't win many, does it? I know. Well, it's 116. Yeah, but it's, it's 116. It's had 18 seconds. Unbelievable. No, no. But I just reckon it's due. It is due. And it could win this style of race, I reckon. So I'm going to go with last chance. At the Sunny Coast... Fifteen dollars, you can get it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a funny old race because the top two for mine have the class edge, Tumbler Rids and Shalo. Now I don't know a lot about Shalo other than it runs home, runs home, and it doesn't seem to be winning too often of late. But it's got a new stable now, the O'Day Hoisted Stable. Now we are going to catch up with Matt Hoisted next week, not this week. Uh, next week we'll get low down on Uncommon James and those other runners that they've got going around in Melbourne. But Tumbler Ridge and Chalo both trialled at Doomben recently. Tumbler Ridge won the trial, beating Chalo. They're both under no pressure. Time was good. I just thought the way it mapped, and there doesn't look to be much speed on the map, and yours might be able to get across here, Sammy, last chance. Tumbler Ridge will be closer in the run than Chalo will. So I lent the, the way of Tumbler Ridge, but I can't say the confidence levels are too high in that race. But is that your best of the day? Uh, I'll... I, I think, um, yeah, I, I think I'll, I'll have I'll have it and 
I was giving a chance to let's talk a deal in uh, in the race two. Mm. Uh, what price do we get it? It's uh, big odds. Yeah, I thought maybe it could it could run a race. Uh, Angela Jones on board's got no weight on its back and. Didn't think it was hopeless in that uh, race. I'd take you on in that race. Okay. I, I think Tappy's lad's got a great each-way chance. He was beaten 35 lengths last start. What, what better recommendation can you have than that? No, he pulled up lame, so there were excuses for him. But you look back, he's had a couple of 2,400-metre runs recently at Eagle Farm, and he hasn't been far away, and he has won at 2,500 metres. And he too, like yours, carries a low weight there of 54 kilos. But these ones up the top, Greek Hero's going well, but... Can they give away five kilos or can Greek Hero give away five kilos? I don't know about that. So. Let's talk a deal. It's huge odds. I know. I and I saw it's... that one heavily backed win at Bow Desert. Yeah. Then put in a shocker at Ipswich, I think, last start. But you would think, is, is like Tappy's Lab, will run the trip right out. Yeah, that's strong at the trip. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but no way. Uh, yeah. i got a good thing, the sunny coast. Uh, you know, I, I think I'm Angela put this... Jones going on board is a positive. I'm going to put this in the moral department. Okay. Race three, number two, Sailor. Right for Chris Lees, coming off two wins. The uh, last win was good. I love the way he just picked this up. This is a Chris Nelson chips in. Yep, this is a chips in. Oh, wow. It will be a chips in for sure, unless something happens overnight where you get 20 mils of rain or something, but I hope not. There's no pace in the it's race. one on the heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's an on-pacer. Uh, I don't know that it'll lead. I don't know if it's really suited leading, but uh, hopefully something goes forward, leads, and just tags it because it just looks better than those. They're backing... Uh, very intoxicating. A mare from the Anderson stable having its first start at a mile. Mm, a bit flat last couple for mine. Keen on sailor. So race three, number two is my best race. Two, number four each way, Tappy's Lad. Bit of mail going around for Steady Ready. Yes, well, at $1.75. <laughs> really, it's not hard to find, is he? It's like the bopper. Should win. It's like should, the bopper in race, uh, race six. I mean, he's going to be odds on two. You wouldn't have found a better run than his on wave day. It was huge. So, any others there at, at the uh, sunny coast for you, Sam? Uh, not really, but uh, the Gold Coast. On the poly. A, there's a sharp horse going around at the Gold Coast. Race one, number two for Clint Taylor and Justin Judd Stanley. I'm Pinker. Watch how fast this goes. It dead set flies, this. So, it'll be winning. First race meeting on the poly track at the yeah. Gold Coast. And but it's exactly the same as the sunny coast. With, uh, with you know, through... I guess watching those synthetic tracks, it's it's a good spot to be up on speed, isn't it? It's the kickback that's the killer, isn't it? Yeah. And you can sit wide on those tracks. You can sit three, four wide, no cover, as long as you're not getting that kickback. Um, yeah. Sometimes they do swoop. I've got one for you before we go at Rose Hill. Race four, number nine, the horse they named after you, myself and Cohen. Handsome. Yeah. He's going around. Exactly. That's a big winner at Taree last start. Can take that form to town. Thanks for joining us on The Punters, mate. Have a great weekend. Hope you're back. Plenty of winners. We'll catch you next week. I don't know about handsome boys. We're yeah. all in radio, aren't we? So. <laughs> for a reason. <laughs>